Hey everybody, welcome into episode 21, the season finale of your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, uh, feels weird that we don't have any more fantasy football to look forward to, uh, but we should start the show off with a congratulations to Katie Witham. Oh, yes. Excellent job, Katie. We'll get we'll 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 give you some more congratulations since this is pretty much your show at this point. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, I don't want to just let the whole thing go out now, but excellent job. Honestly, you deserved it. Your team was built to do this, and so I'm I'm pretty happy just on the fact of like you're you were designed to win. Now you had the most points in the regular season, and you won the championship. So yes, for sure. If I told Spicer off air if I had to lose to anyone I was glad that it was your team I I could have stomached to lose to his but I like that I lost to the team that scored the most points um, and we'll talk about the specifics later but congrats Katie definitely a deserved victory um, yeah so today's show uh, gonna look a little different since it's you know we're not going to have our awards or anything like that. Um, just have one game to talk about. So uh, what we will talk about week 16 of the NFL, uh, do some house cleaning, maybe talk about what we're going to do down down the road, and uh, we'll just kind of take this one as it goes. So uh, let's start off with a pretty boring Monday night football game. The Bills destroyed the Patriots 38-9. to uh, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs just put a clinic on old Bill Belichick. Yeah, this is... You know, I feel a little bit justified for him, like, way back in that week six or week five or whatever, when I was like, I'm watching this film, and this is the most dreadful offense I've ever seen. And now, yeah. and it's like, yeah, the Patriots, they just don't have it. I don't know what it is. But I, the, I guess the biggest news there is Stidham came in and played some. Mm-hmm. As, and, he, and so that pretty, pretty much makes him the official backup, I guess, now. If he wasn't before, didn't they have a three-quarterback situation? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think Stidham's always been the, cause he was almost named the starting quarterback going into the season. Um, even with Cam there. So I think, I don't think they'll, they'll go to him next year anyways. I think they'll probably get somebody in free agency. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if he starts next week. I don't know. Maybe Cam will. I don't know if they've even said that yet, but yeah, definitely, uh, my, uh, I guess, optimism early in the season about cam and the Patriots offense turning around was just wrong. Um, some of that faith was just in bill Belichick, but yeah, this is just a failed experiment. Uh, kind of sad that (laughs) cam has such a terrible fall from former MVP status. Yeah. That's what I was going to say too, is that it's really sad about that. It's sad to watch cam Newton. Like, and it's especially sad, sad because he went to new England to like, it was the first quarterback after Tom Brady, who you knew was already going to be t- tough unless they won a Super Bowl. I don't. I feel bad for Cam. And it's not all like when I. I mean, he made some bad throws, but there's a lot of problems that aren't Cam there. Everyone's to blame. Yeah, agreed. Um, we will skip the Sunday night game for now. We'll talk about that in the AFC South section at the end. Um, there was a few af- afternoon games. Uh, all. Not great either. Uh, the Eagles Cowboys, we can talk about first. You know, the NFC East picture uh, is 
still not decided yet. Really, uh, three things, three teams can still come out of it, I believe. Are the Giants out? I can't remember. Uh, but it could be the Cowboys. It could be, yeah, it could be the Giants with the tiebreaker or the football team. Uh, and I'm really just hoping it's not the Cowboys. Me too. I hate that. If it's the Cowboys, uh, I'll be gutted. Like, yeah, I don't want to watch you, dumb, dumb Dallas. I no one wants to watch that. Put I honestly at this point I I wish that it was the Eagles so we could see Jalen Hurts just go out there and try to scramble around to do and upset someone because yeah. I don't think any of these other teams are going to do that. But it would be hilarious for Andy Dalton to win the Super Bowl this way though. This would be pretty <laughs> hilarious if I have to if I have to say that would be yeah. If if the Cowboys make it, the only way it's worth it is if they just make the entire NFL very angry by the the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I can get behind that. Oh my god, <laughs> Jerry Jones signs Andy Dalton, lets a Dak walk. I can I can see all the nightmares things happening now. Like oh, we don't need you to win a Super Bowl. We have Andy now. Like here, oh, Jerry gosh. Jones talking to Dak. Yeah, that would be great. Um, but I, I could see the football team upsetting someone if Alex Smith can stay healthy enough to like pl- play one good game because this the Stevens is good enough that it tries to let them stay in games like they should have won if they had any type of functional human being playing quarterback they should have won this week um, they had I mean that w- one guy Heineke or whatever <laughs> came in at the end and uh, like had a couple good drives but you know still. You got to have Alex Smith, uh, Dwayne Haskins cut. Yeah, out partying, or not partying? Oh no, he was at gentlemen's club. club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen's club, yes. Uh, with the but also breaking COVID nineteen restrictions, which I think was the thing that actually got him kicked off. Can't the be team. doing that. So yeah, be interested to see where he goes. I, I, I mean, I would assume he gets signed somewhere, but. You never know in today's NFL. Uh, so, again, I think they could upset somebody, but we'll see. They, I guess the Week 17 scenario is if they win, they're in over the Eagles. Um, and that'll be a tough game. So, uh, we'll see. The Cowboys and Giants are playing as well. <clears throat> um, Broncos, Chargers in a game that has literally no significance. Yeah. Anything here? 1916 I don't even know I, if I was those teams I wouldn't have played any players I don't know why they did I mean I would th- I would have played the two young quarterbacks probably just especially Herbert just let him finish out the year and you know he's been playing well so let that momentum play out but I didn't watch any of this game so I can't really say anything about this one me either I didn't watch much um Chiefs Falcons the Falcons poor that poor kicker missed the late field goal that would have tied it and that is just it I don't it sounds made up at this point how many different you know games that the Falcons lose that are close but they keep doing it they do indeed Matty Ice going out again with a pretty good performance mm-hmm. still team still can't win yeah yeah uh it was interesting. This was the first game. Um, I, I guess I didn't pay attention last week, but I think this was the first official game where they said Todd Gurley was not going to be the starting running back. Um, and so it was the Edo Smith show. And he had a, a fine game, I guess. Uh, didn't get a ton of work since they were playing from behind. 
threw the ball. But Gurley, four carries for 16 yards. Uh, looks mm-hmm. like he'll be somewhere else next season. Could be the death of a a legend. It could, indeed. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he will be the primary back wherever he goes next. Yeah, you like. I think he could still be. I think he could still potentially have value, um, especially like in a dynasty league where you can stash him as your as a backup, potentially. But uh, he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be doing thousand and thousand yard rushing, five hundred receiving again. No, no, no. No, those days are gone. I do think he's still good at scoring touchdowns, um, and he's got, I want to say, nine touchdowns on the season. Um, he may have even missed some time in there, but uh, he's a big, strong guy. He's not fast anymore, so I think he will go somewhere and can you know, come in for some short yardage stuff and touchdowns, so we'll see. Um, let's see. I think in the Chiefs secured, maybe I think they may have secured the bye last week. So it'd be curious this week if they arrest some people or not. I think they secured um, home field advantage with the win against the Falcons. And so I think they will rest because they're two games ahead of the Bills now. And they would have only been potentially one if they hadn't won against the Falcons. I think that's right. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they arrest people next week. Um, the Bears are are hot with Mitch, and I am so happy about it because I, I would love to see uh, the Bears in the playoffs. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to talk about that yet because uh, the ja- <laughs> it's the Jaguars. They, don't even, <laughs> they need forget. to be kicked <laughs> out of the AFC South. Um, no, that will not soon. Soon, soon they're going to be kicking everybody else out probably. But Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, them at, at the end. Um, Ravens are man I really wanted them to lose to the Giants for a lot of reasons one because it would have made the Colts pretty much make the playoffs um and I would have rather had the Giants win so the the Cowboys don't get in and uh there was no hope the 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 Ravens are starting to put things together I I think uh with the rushing attack yeah and Lamar Jackson is throwing better like throwing enough to win games by a lot or like for games to not even really feel close right now. I think the last three or four weeks, uh, since that Browns-Ravens amazing primetime game, I feel like the mm-hmm. Ravens have just like crushed everyone they've played. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a pretty good schedule down the stretch, too. Uh, they've got to play the Giants, the Jags. Uh, before the Browns, they played the Cowboys. So um, coming off the like Titans and Steelers losses, they've put things back together. And then they play at Bengals, so who have been a little frisky. Um, we'll talk about them at the end, but uh, I'm really rooting hard for the Bengals to upset them next week, so that the Colts can can make sure they get in. Because right now they're they're on the outside looking in. So, um, speaking of the Browns, they lost to the Jets. What are the Jets doing? They're saying, "Look, everybody, watch out," because. We have because Sam we don't Donald. know how to tank. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just. I mean, it's fine. They're. Yeah, you got to go all in on Darnold now, I guess. Maybe he. Maybe they I, sign him. See, here's the thing. I mean, I, you I want Justin Fields over Darnold? No. No, but I don't. I, but uh, what, what everyone's talking about taking what's his face Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson. Is that his name? Mm-hmm that he's probably going to be the one to go to if anyone 
goes to that's what I've heard recently um but mostly I just think like well they lost the, they don't have the tiebreaker they can't lose it away a, a lose away back in they they would have had to have the Jags win so I wonder if they're like just play the football game Frank Gore's not going to go out there yeah. and lose man Frank Gore's a winner yeah the, <laughs> yeah I guess so and they they couldn't have uh like fallen out of second place either um so i guess why not <laughs> go out there and try your artist um but yeah just was embarrassing for the for the browns uh, i mean and we should mention too uh because i'll talk about this later but all their receivers were out basically uh they had to roll with the tight ends and uh this i would have thought they could have ran ran the ball a little bit better it was terrible performance rushing. Uh, they threw the ball 53 times despite all those guys being out. But, yeah, mm. just a weird game. Mm. Um, and then we had our slew of Saturday games. Um, Which is Raiders, pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say, the Raiders-Dolphins game was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. What did, you, did you get to watch that one? I did. I watched pretty much that whole game. What did you think about that uh, crazy Fitzpatrick throw at the end where his face mask was grabbed and he was like spinning around and like had that amazing pass completion? Uh, I mean, he's just doing he's just doing his Fitz magic thing. I think we all knew he was going to have at least one one time where this happened. This is his guarantee. This is his money back guarantee. There's one game <laughs> where I will do something stupid, stupidly yeah. like amazing, and. It's just going to be have to be worth it. And we hope that one game is the one game I play as the backup and all that kind of good stuff. But that's what you get with him. <laughs> He's like the Marley yeah, Magic, honestly. He is. Uh, and there's there's a lot of uh, takes out there about the Marley Magic frontman, Tua, um, because it, it, it is strange. I mean, it, like, people are rightfully you know kind of questioning like why are you starting to uh, if you're going to pull him when you need someone to lead you to victory and then you put in a guy who can lead you to victory why don't you just play that guy the whole game it, you know there's some weird stuff there but i mean it, it's clear that the dolphins know you know the that fitzpatrick is capable of that throw that he just did at the end like that is never in a million years something that Tua is doing at this point in his career not even like because of the skill of it, because so much of that was just pure dumb luck and like willingness to just chuck it downfield, you know. Uh, and that's like Fitzpatrick's game. So yeah, and I mean in that in in that part of the game, that's like what you do because getting a penalty is better than in almost anything else because you get like the clock stoppage or or yeah, untimed down if the clock runs out, all those sorts of things. So, um, but that is that is interesting though about the putting. Fitzpatrick in late it's it's almost like I, w- I hope that they pulled him out of the game and like it's almost like a a Disney Channel original movie where the coach says now Tua this is not going to make sense to you when you're young but just watch this man he has some <laughs> magic in him and then he like gives a wink as they watch as Ryan Fitzpatrick does just this ridiculous last minute miracle thing that that's the only reason he's on the team <laughs> yeah he is crazy uh and i liked the that he gave all the offensive linemen a cooler with his face on it that was hilarious <laughs> yeah he is he's a character he's a character yes um but the um, 49ers cardinals game yeah pretty good one it was uh bethard came in and was slinging some touchdowns kyler <clears throat> 
kind of in danger. Maybe it got, I think they said he was going to be fine, but the last play of the game got hurt. Um, and so both of these games had pretty big playoff implications. The Miami winning further muddled the AFC, and then this one uh, kind of gave the Bears their control of their own destiny. So uh, Cardinals now on the outside of the playoff picture. That'd be sad. That'd be tough. Yeah, they've they've had a very uh, hot and cold season, uh, capable of beating probably any most most any team, but then just a clunker can be thrown in there too, like this one. And then uh, old Tom Brady, it, it felt like a Thanksgiving game because the Lions were just getting destroyed on, <laughs> on national TV. Uh, they didn't even have to play him in the second half, carving up the poor Lions defense. Mike Evans went off. Gronk had some touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, it was a touchdown party for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Detroit Lions. Uh, that poor team. They've been, the the lines are just so decimated with injury. It's like move on. They're Matthew Stafford. Move, just sit down for the next couple of weeks, brother. Take an yeah. early vacation. You deserve it. Yeah, <clears throat> play I think for the Bears. They would have. Yeah, so the Bucks are in the playoffs. They would have clinched it either way with the Cardinals losing, but they're officially in now. Um, and I think. Yeah, all the NFC divisions are settled now. Um, the AFC, all the divisions are settled except for the AFC South. Um, so that's kind of everything except for the Vikings-Saints game, which was a shootout. Uh, and your boy, Alvin Kamara, had six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that was good. It's, that, was, it's, uh, that was special. Probably tough to, to see that. I mean, at least you lost two weeks ago and not this week. Well, or, I, I know I or, lost, or but I was playing week. like Patrick Ricard and stuff and Chad Hansen and Adam Thielen is on the bench type stuff. I was well, I mean, like, like you didn't have to like have a matchup uh, that mattered. But it, oh, yeah. uh, like last week, if your matchup had been an advancing one, it would have, you know, been nice. But uh, just a crazy performance. One... I'm sure. I mean, it would be hard to imagine losing. I, I guess actually, there was a there was several blow up performances in fantasy this week. So I guess with the right combo, you could have lost with him. But uh, my goodness, that was insane. I don't think I've ever seen that many touchdowns for a skill position player. Yeah, I think the last time it was. I don't know if it was that many touchdowns, but the last time someone scored that many fantasy points was like a Todd Gurley. Maybe is that right? Uh, I don't know. I oh, they changed the. I can't see. Well, hold on. If you give me just a second, I think I can tell you at least like with the last couple years. Let me see here, because Tyler Lockett's had some pretty insane scoring games. Um. Okay, let's look. So, nope, that's not it. Okay, uh, well, this year Tyreek Hill scored fifty-seven point nine. How much did Kamara end up with? He ended up with, I believe, fifty-six. So there you go. That crazy Week Twelve game from Tyreek Hill. Fifty-six point two. Fifty-seven point nine for Tyreek. So even just this season, yeah. there was somebody higher. But uh, 
Yeah, in just the last two years, there's been a few 50s. Uh, Will Fuller had a 53-point game. Lockett had a 53-point game. With the tight end premium, Dar- Darren Waller had a 50-point game. Um, and then last year, Aaron Jones had a 49-point game. So rare territory, uh, and especially with that many touchdowns, just insane. For sure. Well, that is it, folks. That is your Week 16 recap. Uh, one more week, of, and it's going to be kind of a strange week of watching football. All the games are at 12 o'clock, except for... Um, no, they did flex the football team Eagles game to Sunday night, so that's kind of fun, I guess, because they have a chance to clinch the the playoffs. But uh, everything else will pretty much be decided in those early slate of games. No, wait, wait. Did they move... They move some of these games, or at least the app that I use to check scores is different. Because when I looked like a few days ago, everything was at noon except for like two games, and now it's pretty split. I wonder if they were tr- just waiting for everything to shake out. That must be what it was. I think they were probably I guess waiting on the Titans. week seventeen. They usually put the games that have implications on each other at the same time. So I guess. That makes sense. They had to wait for that. Yeah, and we have an unusual like, Titans and Colts three o'clock. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's very odd. Um, so, wow. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk about the the championship. Um, actually, no. Before we do that, let's talk about. We missed a couple things last week. One was that Rob won the seventh place game and uh, had a really strong performance in the consolation bracket. Yes, an incredible performance, mostly on the riding the coattails of David Montgomery's uh, late season surgeons. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, that mm-hmm, is about what I expected, um, because as we know, David Montgomery <laughs> has become a bit of a a jokey, jokey, meme, meme. But uh, why did the winter faces and I were talking? It's like at this point, do we just have to say? Man, David, David Montgomery is will be fine for fantasy for a couple years, with, especially with Mitchell Trubisky back there. Does he help him a lot to be able to actually do stuff? No, nope. uh, think he was great. I would have started him gladly the last few <laughs> weeks of the season this year because I think, like the way the offense is playing right now, no Ty- no Tyreek Cohen, still good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Just we'll just wait and see. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm just curious because he's young. Like, what do you do when someone who's that young like explodes at the end of the season? It's like what AJ Brown did in his rookie year. Oh yeah, you're really excited and yeah. you you trade him off to some sucker, um, get a good return, maybe draft a, maybe use him to to draft an actual good running back. Lots of options, but uh, I'll probably be wrong because the last time I said a running back would bust was. Derrick Henry, and that was wrong. So, the only thing maybe you should me, go all in on the Montgomery. Only thing that keeps me from thinking he's not a but the man weighs two hundred and twenty five pounds. I love the big, the big, thick running back. Love it. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he depending on how the offense looks next year. If Nagy's back, if Trubisky's back, if Tyree Cohen's back, all that stuff. Um, he might be good for fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, at least serviceable, just not an RB1, remember. That's my main thing here. Okay, uh, one more thing about about Rob's team. So I did a little history project because I thought it was so crazy that he kind of had this late run in the season from 
uh, last place almost all year to ending up finishing in seventh. Well, not officially seventh, but one seventh place in the constellation. So I was curious, right? Mm -hmm. So we, we talked about the Marley magic having this kind of magical run, you know, for a while they, they had less points for than when the pit Kings and the popular ballers were still in the race. Uh, but they were just making things happen to get into the playoffs. So I thought, I wonder if to kind of even further hammer home, how much luck is involved in fantasy. If a couple things had shooken out just a little differently, was it possible for Rob to make the playoffs? And it actually was way easier than I thought, because here's what I saw. There were two weeks in the regular season where if all you did were was swap who Rob played and who Ryan played, it wouldn't impact any other standings game at all, just the two of them. Then there was two games that Ryan won that Rob would have also won that week, but Rob lost his game and Ryan would have lost that. So if you're following me, that would have made them have the same exact regular season record just from swapping those two weeks in the schedule. But at that point, Marley Magic still has the tiebreaker, so we need a third one. So all I did was had to find one more week in the schedule where you could swap Rob's schedule with somebody else's and it not impact any other standing. And also found that very easily. There was one week I could swap out his matchup with, uh, with Aaron's. So... Again, that's three swappings, but I'm just saying the schedule's random. Random things happen. In in this version of the multiverse, it's back for a second. <laughs> Taking to a look at the multiverse of the Corporate Global Dynasty League. Then with these three swaps, Rob gets into the playoffs. Okay. In the first matchup, uh, we have Rob as the sixth seed playing against you, Spicer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you scored 120. 29 points and Rob would have beaten you with 135. Then in the semifinals, Rob would have played Katie and Rob would have beaten Katie 181 to 175 and he would have been in the championship game versus me where he would have lost by 13 points. But it was so close to being able to to say that he could have won, which would have been awesome. But uh, I just want to say, Rob, keep your head up. It, that, that literally could have happened. So... Uh, yeah. Fantasy's crazy, y'all. Also, we didn't talk about this much during the three-way trade, and we'll get more into trades later, but Rob, your three-way trade where you ended up getting Corey Davis, Dawson Knox, a 2022 second and a 2021 third, it, I think could end up being very useful for you. If Corey Davis gives you a few more years. Yeah, or if that second, you know, there's lots mm-hmm. of gems to be found down there, so you never know. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the championship. So uh, the first thing I wanted to point out was that Katie made, and I mean, I was checking this you know, obsessively, especially because there was games from Friday through Sunday, uh, just kind of looking at the lineups and injury news and all that stuff. Um, and up until, in both of these cases I'm about to share, up until like a couple hours before the kickoff, maybe even less than, less than that in one case, um, in her flex, she had Juju starting, mm-hmm. and then uh, on Saturday, like kind of last minute, she once it was announced that Gaskin was going to play, she started Gaskin. Now, this is crazy to me because he, okay, he had been hurt for a long time. The last game he played was against the Bengals, where he scored fourteen, and that was in Week thirteen. 
But then before that, he hadn't played since week eight. And it was also another meager game of 13 points. And like Juju's been pretty consistent this year. Like he's definitely had some low games. Um, but the way that the Bing or the Steelers have been passing so much, like that was a massive risk. So I was like shocked by this. And of course, Gaskin popped off for 33. Oh, yeah. And I w- and the other tough thing is that, uh, you know, Juju was going up against a Colts defense that's kind of hard for me to. We'll talk about it more, but. Like I can understand because the Raiders defense is pretty bad, so you you kind of had a little bit of has of Gaskins being the uh, the matchup winner if you were going head to head compared to the Colts against the Steelers. But yeah, I thought that would that would have definitely been the sex up or shut up award of the championship. Yeah, the other one was she had Mike Davis in the second running back spot. I mean, on Sunday morning, like it like ready to go. And then last minute subbed in Zeke. Um, and so that point difference was would have, it wasn't enough to swing the matchup. Like it would have made it like 169 to 167. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was fine, but still it gave her that extra cushion. So two huge, huge calls that really paid off for her. Um, and it was, it's crazy because I was kind of celebrating, you know, Hopkins got eight catches and only 12 points. Like that's just never going to happen. Um, Woods had a pretty low game for him. Darren Waller, 18 points, which seems like a, su- a success for me there. Um, but everybody else just kind of did their did their job. Yeah, I was going to say, this is Katie's team the whole year. I think the one of the number one things is that her players all were pretty consistent, minus that RB2 spot. She's mm-hmm. been cycling the RB2 spot, but other than that, she's been solid and she's had a lot of solid options to go in like she still has Devontae Parker on the bench she still has Juju Smith-Schuster on the bench so yeah um and Gronk uh he won't probably won't maybe he'll play next year I don't know but um still was flex worthy a couple times throughout the season so my team um you know fantasy it is what it is uh it really sucked that I mean this was the case for most of the playoffs anyways but i found a way to win still last week and and score a bunch but not having my top three receivers for the playoffs is just terrible uh galladay julio and michael thomas all being out just i hate it i really would have liked to be healthy there um but the real kicker and the reason not the reason that i lost but to me the the thing that like i will like always hold on to with like bitterness is that late saturday night uh, Jarvis Landry got put on the COVID list and I had to make a desperate, desperate decision of who to start. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of choices. Um, it was between Mike Williams, Cam Sims, and Bowden. And um, thankfully, n- neither of the other guys scored enough that it would have made a difference. So I'm glad I started Lynn Bowden for the, the narrative. I had to get him in there. Um, and then, of course, after having three pretty good games, he just had two catches yeah i will say though even on his yeah yeah two catches it's a bummer but everybody else you know did pretty good except for josh jacobs and that game was maddening to watch because i mean i was just sitting there watching freaking miles gaskin go off and then there was so many series that Devontae booker was out there and and i i could not figure out why um 
it was really sad because Jacobs was playing really well. Like he had 13 carries for 69 yards and they were just consistently like chunk gains. They weren't, they didn't have like one huge run and then struggle. Um, <clears throat> so very frustrating, no passing work, none of that stuff. So uh, just, and then very average game for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah. And you know, this was like part of my reason for swapping for digs was that I do think Josh Jacobs next year is going to be even better than this year. Like he's only, but there, John Gruden is just a being a moron to me in some ways. Like the man touched the ball 13 times. He got five yards of carry, but he's only in the game for 50% of the snaps in a game that ended up being by one point, like lost by one point. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> and that Derek Carr had a one yard uh, QB sneak touchdown after like Jacobs had just had like two amazing carries to get them to the one. And like, I just hate that so much. I, I, I think I either in the general chat or to you, I was just like freaking Derek Carr. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so <sighs> just, but man, I, you know, I'm kind of glad that it, that uh, I wanted Henry to score like 40 points so that I, didn't even have a chance, but uh, I'm glad he he only had nine points because it, it made it look respectable. Um, uh, you know, barely lost by ten, uh, so that's good. But anyways, that's enough complaining. Um, I think my team will still be really good next year if my receivers can actually be healthy. Um, didn't even have, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. A lot of lot of promise still for the Gotham Knights. Indeed. So, um, congrats again, Katie. And I think that's kind of a wrap, y'all, on the season, at least, fantasy season. It is indeed. Um, we can talk about it a little bit, because I know everyone's talking about it. Uh, we can have a little bit of an Eat Crow segment, where Hunter and I talk about how far we missed everyone's uh, positioning. Yeah, so Spicer made this cool spreadsheet where... Uh, looked at our predictions which i'm already going to be spending this because we never actually made predictions on the regular season Correct. so take all this with a grain of salt this is our predictions of the dynasties going forward um so like a three-year cumulative of this will, will be interesting um but uh out of mine there's there's really there's three things i'll mention one was obviously i had katie last for the long haul um which is still a like very fine call. And even Katie talked about it on the podcast when she was here. Like she picked a lot of old dudes. Again, I was, I'm, I was expecting the Derrick Henry, you know, fall off earlier than it happened. Didn't happen this year. Um, a lot, along with a lot of other stuff, but, uh, her team did perform much, much, much better than I thought. Um, I did not, I would not have picked her last place for this season. Uh, then the other, other two I was going to mention was that I perfectly nailed um, my own team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I had the I had myself at second, uh, so that that is what happened. Um, and then I had Rob finishing last, um, which he did in the regular season, but then turned it or, or well for the most part he ended up I guess in what place did he finish seventh at? or eighth? I'm sorry, eighth. Yeah, um, but the was like the lowest score and was last for most of the year so anyways uh i felt good about those calls and and there was a few other middle league ones um what were your best and worst calls yeah so my my best calls sort of across the board were i picked um let's see 
at, at, for the playoffs against the playoff score, I had the Pit Kings pegged at eighth, which is where they finished in the in that tournament. Um, my best run was if you took so we did this all by our regular season finish, your playoff score finish, and then I also did what your points for score like would have ranked, and then your what your max points that you would have been able to score this season would have been. So my best one that I did was on the max points scored. So if I ranked you by like, what was the total points your team could score in the course of the year? Um, I nailed Rob and with touchdowns and Abby and Ryan and Marley magic. Both of those were exact picks there. Nice. But, yeah. We must've had Ryan in the same spot. Cause I had, I got that one right too. That's funny. So that was mine. And so to give you an idea, we were on, I was on average 2.6 ranks off for each team with my biggest uh, miss being on the popular ballers, putting them at second. I still don't feel too bad with Christian McCaffrey and Dak Prescott, both hurt for most of the season. That's like, and the intentional losing. Yeah. Plus intentional losing, like, I don't feel too bad about that. And then Hunter's was uh, at 3.4, and his really got skewed pretty hard by Katie with it being like for years down the road. So we'll see if that holds. But for right now, that's happened. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep track yeah. of this. If you took Katie's out, I was like dead, not dead on, but I was pretty good on most of these. Um, I had a cut, like, let's see, who is that team that I was way off on? The Flamin' Hot Cheetahs, again, started to tank because of things but i was pretty high on them coming into the season uh those are my two biggest misses katie and, and noah um but looks like i was pretty accurate on marley magic too um so that was fun yeah we have some some spreadsheets we're gonna start tracking some stuff we've got all the trades now in one huge spreadsheet thanks to spicer so um we'll circle back around to that at some point and kind of look at those uh this will be really good to walk through in the off season uh we're going to interview every team and uh look at your team so we'll be talking about these trades retroactively there's that train hot, hot dog um and there's one more thing we have to talk about it is the afc south yes uh, let's start at the bottom. Jags secured Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be t- very hard. The AFC South is going to be very good. If if all it's with Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags, if they can get sorted out some on the defense and offensive line, and just be okay. I think they'll be formidable opponent next year. Um, and if the Texans can figure out their wide receiver situation after making potentially one of the worst trades in NFL <laughs> history, I think I think it's pretty close to being considered like one of the biggest blunders. Maybe not. Yeah. We'll see. It's, but it's not Ricky Williams bad, but it's bad. Yeah. Um so they they're gonna have to sort that out. But you know, the Titans don't have a good defense. Like there's not a lot of good defense happening in the AFC South except the Colts right now. So if you can yeah. load up on offense, you have a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, if the Colts can, which we don't have to talk about this now because th- there's just so much more to come, but if the Colts can get a, a young quarterback, like a franchise quarterback somehow, um, that's going to be dangerous, I think. Because then at, at that point, all four teams are going to have their guy and 
it's just going to be a bloodbath. I think every year. Agreed. I think it's going. I think it's going to be one of the toughest divisions to get to the playoffs in. And I was just thinking, like, this is kind of like, and you'll remember this, like the the early two thousands AFC South Hunter. That was like, um, it was when the Jags were running with Maurice Jones, Drew. And, oh yeah, but Byron Leftwich. Yep. And but like but their defense was really good, and yeah, their defense was incredible. And the same with the Titans. Like defense was good. Run Eddie George, Stephen there, and then you had Peyton Manning still at the Colts. Like that era of the AFC South, they, those teams were so good, and it was a bloodbath every year. It I think they like had it that way. Yeah, I think there was even a year or two where they may have gotten all three of those, or there may have been three teams in the playoffs. I think you might that be may right. have that may have even happened with uh, like the Jags. Texans Colts at one point. Um, is it the year? I'm remembering, w- right? w- the year that the Jags made their Super Bowl run was it that year? Like they made it to the AFC Championship game. They had that. They beat the Steelers, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the. They they weren't a very memorable team. They didn't have like a face on the offense really. Um, but but yeah, I could see a return to those those heights for sure. Um, the uh, the Texans. I think have a tough road uh, because they're so just they've been poorly run for so long. So we'll see what the front office does. Um, their game this week against the Bengals, um, I don't really care to talk much about aside from saying that uh, I'm rooting hard for the Bengals again. We already mentioned it, but the um, the, the playoff picture is going to be tough because there still is a scenario where the Colts and the uh, Titans can make it, and I would appreciate that for you know our own entertainment um but right now the Colts really need some help um from anyone but I I don't think the Texans are gonna beat the Titans that would be crazy yeah I mean again you you kind of ask yourself if you're the Texans like does, does Deshaun Watson play this football game like I can't I can't imagine why he would been taking a lot of bruising so the only thing is they don't have their own draft pick so at least for the first round they're not necessarily caring to lose there uh and it's not like but there's also not like this huge texans titans rivalry where it's like we want to end their season like you know i don't think there's there's that uh and the titans can still make it even if they lose but but uh they may not win the division so uh, it's gonna be a a stressful stressful week um the the colts uh just um, yeah, they lost to the Steelers. Blew a, a pretty good lead. Uh, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Yeah, outside of the in the first half was the score twenty four to seven at the at yeah. halftime. That's what I thought. Yeah. And it was and really the only thing the Steelers had done that entire half was that fumble recovery and then punch it in from like eight yards out. Other than Freaking that. Phillip Rivers. Oh. Yep. Fumbled it away intercepted interception at the end oh the here's the other thing i was gonna i mean i could dissect every player because that's all i was doing in my head on my fantasy team but so like the, the way it looked at halftime was that jonathan taylor he had a really really good game and i was like oh man they're up big like they're gonna be just be like running a lot in the second half and he's gonna still be getting a lot of work and then because of the steelers explosion this the colts kind of like had to go into a completely different offense and so they had naheem hines out there like you know, because he's he's the receiving back, um, and so that just killed me. Like he ha- he had almost his whole point total in the first half, um, and so the, the reason that 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 game was so 
painful for me because we saw the switch to Big Ben had a terrible game uh, and it looked like he was going to score like 10 fantasy points and then he ended up with 25 because all those late touchdowns. So, bleh. Bad weekend. Bad sports weekend. Uh, Sunday night football, Titans got walloped. They did. Absolutely crushed. Thankfully, I was pretty heavy on the pack. It, it, that, this was a game where I was expecting the score to be what the Packers scored, but I was expecting the Titans to put up something between 28 and 35. Like, it's yeah. going to be more of that kind of game. But, you know, I do think they did have the snow to contend with, which you'd think would be Derrick Henry gobble them up territory, but just didn't work out that way. Yeah, I was uh, pretty shocked by the early stifling of of Derrick Henry. I thought that they would... I mean, the, what was the first drive good? Or no, I can't remember. I think so. I think I think they scored on two of the first three drives or something like that. Or like, I remember them scoring early on, so it felt like, okay, this is going to be a nice back and forth. And then they got away from him. It was 19-0. Um, That's right. They, they, but, but then they scored two touchdowns, right? So they got yeah, back so, to be within close. Yeah, it was it was nineteen fourteen, and then after that, it was it was over. Because um, that I was thinking of the yeah coming out of halftime, the Titans had a really good uh, mm-hmm. drive. Um, that was when when Tannehill had that amazing run up the middle <laughs> uh, for the touchdown, like forty five yard touchdown. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, this is exactly kind of the fear for the Titans, right? Like playing one of the best passing offenses in the league one of the best the best maybe quarterback and boom this is what happens so uh you heard if you listen to our previous episode with kyle tucker you heard some of those concerns yes and it seems that they're not going away so times are just gonna have to score a bunch of points yes well uh short week but uh thanks for listening everyone we we did have uh, i said one last thing maybe three times but I don't know why I kept saying it. This is the last thing for sure. Uh, we wanted to give a special thanks to our own uh, Brady Stewart Maggiano Hyen for uh, giving you this show. It literally would not have happened this year without him. And so we greatly appreciate his producing. Yes. Thank you so much for your producing. Great, great season, Brady. You had, going back through the trades, some great trades. So you as a GM as well had a great season. And we thank you. Absolutely take a drink i said absolutely uh sounds like a good way to end it uh we will be back uh we'll be not doing a probably every week thing i could see us doing an emergency podcast if if you know depending on how the colts or probably not but how the how the titans do in the playoffs uh or if the two were to play each other that'd be a a wet dream for the podcast (laughs) so uh we'll we'll be coming in with some gm uh state of the program type things and uh we look forward to seeing you then Bye now. Bye-bye. Brought to you by Magiano Productions.